This is a podcast for the sermon for Sunday, the 31st of January at St. Mary's Richmond, uh, Candlemas Sunday. My name is Scott. May these words be pleasing. Amen. Last year's Candlemas was a preacher's delight. My sermon on Candlemas last year, my words were quoted and mulled over throughout the week in homes, in town, in the coffee shops and hairdressers of Richmond. Did you hear what Scott said on Sunday? Only what was heard was not quite what I had in mind. I put too much stress on the word very. When I read from our reading, Anna from our reading, was in the temple. Anna was 84 years old. Anna was very old. Well, with apologies for those who last year I clearly offended, 84 is not very old. And for the purposes of this year, let's go for Anna, being wise and mature and radiating beauty. <laughs> Anna is only one part of the story that is part of the story of Candlemas. Our gaze, uh, you see, has to be in several different directions on this feast of Candlemas. For example, each normal year, many of us go to the great procession and hymn fest at Ripon Cathedral. But not this year. Candles, thousands of candles, illuminate a building far bigger than our church, and lots Lots of incense and endless, it seems, singing of hymns, long hymns, loud hymns. A wider and older tradition is for people to bring their candles for the year ahead and would have them blessed in church with the church candles. For without their light, the cathedrals and churches and shops and homes, well, they would be dark. I know some of you have admirably kept the lights alive in your Christmas decorations until this day, until this Candlemas Sunday. Who is the focus of today's Gospel reading? Characters in today's play are Anna, Jesus, Joseph, Mary and Simeon. Joseph, as always, remains part of the background. Anna, uh, let's say a few years beyond middle-aged, praised God and spoke of Jesus. But the words she said are, are not written down for us. Simeon had his words uh, written down, and these famous words are passed down to us. As he holds the baby Jesus, he says, Lord, now let your servants depart in peace, for mine eyes have seen the salvation that you have prepared before the face of all people to be a light, to lighten the Gentiles and to be the glory of your people Israel. It is Simeon's delight in the light that prompts the annual bringing of candles to be blessed and to be a blessing in every aspect of our lives. This long-awaited meeting between Simeon and the Christ child is also known as the Feast of the Holy Encounter. 
before he would die. Simeon has been told by the Spirit that his eyes would see and his hands would hold the Saviour of the world. We have a new mum who has brought her newborn baby. Those fortunate enough to have a child in our world face a long series of prenatal and postnatal meetings, checks, hospital visits, home visits, all to keep an eye on the welfare of the new mum and the new baby. Despite um, our cluelessness as new parents, we avoided any great mishaps with our Alistair. The nearest we got was when um, I was uh, left in charge on one night shift, on by then on to formula feed, and the simple maths of one part water to four parts powder was I found to be less straightforward in the early hours uh, of the morning. I did one part powder and four parts water. Bottle one was consumed and Alistair cried for more. Bottle two was consumed and Alistair cried for more. By bottle three, his stomach wobbled like a weeble and the safer hands of his mum had been roused from deep sleep. Mary comes to the purified at the temple. Today is also known as the Feast of the Purification of the Blessed Virgin Mary. And whilst we have all these prenatal and postnatal checks, Mary, uh, for her, had an appointment at the temple 40 days after the birth of Christ. It is a very different uh, context and culture, and in this she has been considered unclean until this point, until this uh, ritual. Had she given birth to a girl, she would have been unclean for twice the length of time. Whilst at the temple, an offering of thanks is made for the baby. A sacrifice of doves or pigeons uh, for Mary and Joseph are poor. So today is also known as a feast of the presentation of Jesus Christ. So our gaze really is in several different directions in today's story. And at the same time, we also gaze backwards in our church calendar to Epiphany and Christmas and forwards to Lent and Easter. Four paradoxes from our story. Firstly, Simeon as the Holy Spirit and comes from outside the temple, the house of God. Mary holds, carries the Christ, and she comes from outside Jerusalem, the city of God. Secondly, the adults see and hold and take care of this tiny, fragile, newborn baby. This baby is God taking care of the whole world. Thirdly, Mary comes to go from unclean to clean, and this won't wash. Her son will teach that no man can make a temple 
There is no church, no city, no ritual that will remove the stain of sin. We cannot absolve ourselves both of blame and responsibility. Only Christ, only Christ can do that in response to our sacrifice, which is to be a broken and contrite heart, reprogrammed into love and service. The growing number of students we are seeing each day at school assemble every morning outside school in their respective bubbles. Only when they are seen to wash their hands are they allowed in for their break. Wash hands after their break. Wash hands and at lunch and at the end of the day. Wash hands. Some years ago, they'll return to school on a Monday, having been to a summer fair. She had striking and beautiful henna tattoos on both hands. On the Monday, she was so proud to show off these pretty designs. By later in the week, uh, she was bored of them, but could not wash them off. The next week, she arrived back in school, her hands in bandages. She had learnt that using a neat bleach had made things worse, not better. The temple leaders, they too would be challenged by Christ. You think you make things better, but you are making things worse. A fourth and final paradox. We want life. We desire life. We hold on to life. Our world is struggling to retain life. We grieve over the loss of life. We rejoice in the gift of this new day, a chance to share, to serve, to love, to create, to discover. Yet we know this version of life, this imperfect version, will not last forever. We arrange the funerals of others as others will arrange our own. In our story today, it is Simeon who is closest to understanding the presence of Christ, the meaning of Christ, and the hope and the gift of perfect eternal life promised through Christ. He presents in us in our story a beautiful steadiness and readiness. Now, Lord, I am ready. Now, Lord, I pray, may your servant depart in peace. Yeah each called to relentless love, to serve in this time and in this place. We will be called, you will be called with Simeon and with all the angels and saints and all those who have gone before us to know that perfect reality, a place in which we know and hold Christ as perfectly as he already knows and holds us today.
can I finish with a vision that I think I shared once before? I am walking out of a deep and thick woodland. Imagine the scene. It's been dark. The going has been tough through the low branches and over roots and brambles, but we've kept going. We've kept going. But now, now I am coming out from the edge of the woods into a vast plain of grass and bright, so bright sunshine. The grass in front of me and around me is vibrant green, subtle and easy to walk through. Ahead of me, the light seems just to grow even lighter and brighter. Beside me on my left is a line of other people. As far as the eye can see, they are also coming out of the forest and into the light. And to my right is also that same line of people continuing as far as the eye can see. We, we have arrived and it is good. It is wonderful. And just then, I catch sight way down the line, a face I recognize, someone I know, but I confess not someone I like. Indeed, quite the opposite. And I am surprised. I am surprised. How did he get in here? I'm about to turn back to look forward, but then he notices me and I see on his face and by his expression that same astonishment. As he looks at me, he wonders, how did he get in here? We give thanks to our gracious God who holds and accepts you and holds and accepts me. Amen.